Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> this is a story about hunger. Of course, we know the story as the parable of the prodigal son, prodigal because the younger son takes his inheritance and spends it recklessly, extravagantly. But that title is nowhere in the scriptures. It's added a few hundred years later. And in Egyptian Christian sources, this parable is known as the lost son, which makes sense since it comes right after the parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin. Really though, this is a story about hunger. Though most of us think it is about sin, a wastrel of a son who sins against his father. But this is the story of two hungry sons. A younger son so hungry, hungry for independence, for life, for adventure, that he asks his father for his inheritance before his father has died. And his father gives it to him even though he had to sell off property to do it. The younger son takes his windfall, travels far away where he can be his own man. And there his ravenous hunger leads him to try every delight that the money can buy and that the city has on offer. He eats and he drinks, he parties and uses up women, all in an attempt to fill the emptiness that he feels inside. And when he blows through the inheritance, well, he finds himself truly hungry. A famine takes hold of the country just as he runs out of money. There's no way to fill his hunger now. No way other than to hire himself out to the local pig farmer. His hunger for life, for decadence, becomes a burning hunger in his belly, so burning that he is ready to help himself to the pods that the pigs are eating. And the older son, he's hungry too. He has stayed at home. He has been responsible, but he is so hungry. Hungry for his father's approval, hungry for love, hungry to be recognized as the faithful son, the honorable son. Each of these lost sons is starving, looking all over for the food that will satisfy looking to fill their hunger for meaning, for purpose, for love, by stuffing themselves with what the world offers. The younger son reaches for the food, the booze, the bright lights, big city, anonymous sex. The older son reaches for rules and responsibility, respect and self-righteousness. But nothing Nothing they try 
fills their gnawing need. It is only when they are starving, dying for lack of real food that they can finally be honest. The younger son comes to himself just as he's about to reach into that pig trough, realizing that even the hired hands at his father's have food to eat, and he must go home, apologize, beg for forgiveness and mercy. So the son humbles himself, and he goes to his father, and he says, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and before you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He may or may not be truly contrite. He may be apologizing because he's so desperately hungry that he's forced to come home and be honest about his need. There's nowhere else to go now. So he goes home, and he bears his soul, and he bears his need. He begs. And when the older son, the son who is perhaps more lost, learns that his brother is at home, and not only home, but welcomed joyfully by their father, he reaches the end of his rope. He has worked and worked, trying to fill his need for love and respect, and his hunger is now worse than it was before. He sees his disrespectful and disreputable brother returned home and getting all the love of his father that he so desperately wants. And his hunger yawns wide, and he roars in raw pain at his father. Listen, Listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back who devoured your property and prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. In his anger, the height of his hunger, that older son is honest. After years of stifling his anger that his father gave away half his estate to the younger son, seething over his jealousy of the younger, that more adored son of toiling in silence, resisting his own desire to go out into the larger world, the older son finally breaks, pouring out all that he resents, all that he wants. These sons are so hungry. But only when they get hungry enough can they be honest. Father, I'm lost. I'm scared. I was so hungry, so prideful, I thought I could have it all. I was wrong. I screwed up. Please take me back. Help me. Father, I'm lost. I'm scared. I know that all you have is mine, but it's not enough, and I don't know why. Why I live with you, but I still can't feel your love. Something in me is so hungry, so broken, so angry, that I can't enjoy my life with you. I need you to put your arms around me, too. Help me. 
Are we that hungry? Are you that hungry? I mean, of course we're hungry. We're all deeply hungry, hungry for love and for meaning, hungry to be noticed, to be liked, hungry to fit in, hungry to stand out. But are we willing to be so hungry that we will finally be honest? Will we face that no matter how much we eat or drink or buy, no matter how many dates we go on, likes we get on Facebook, or matches we make on Tinder or Grindr, that we still long, still hunger for more? Will we be honest? even when our lives look pulled together to others from the outside, that we're dying on the inside. We're jealous of those who seem to be doing better than us. We're bitter at those who've wronged us. We're resentful of past hurts, hard-hearted towards others. Will we let the hunger gnawing at us finally force us to be honest so that we too can cry out, Abba, Father, I'm lost. I'm scared. I screwed up. Abba, Father, I'm lost. I know you love me, but I can't feel it. It's not enough. I don't know why. Something in me is so hungry, so broken, so angry that I can't enjoy my life with you. Help me. Both sons are lost. Both sons are hungry. And their father seeks each one, loves each one, turns swiftly to each son as soon as he turns back to him. The younger son doesn't even have the apology out of his mouth before his father, filled with compassion, runs to him, hugs him, kisses him, throws a party for him. The older son barely has time to get angry upon hearing this noon when the news when the father runs out to him too, pleading with him, son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The father pleads with his son, and pleading here can also be translated as comforted. And I can only imagine this old father hugging his angry, hurt son, the son who's so tightly wound, so wrapped up in self-righteousness that he can't forgive, can't let himself melt into his father's arms. We don't know how the older son responds. In fact, we don't know how the younger one responds either. What we do know is that each son is hungry and hurting and finally honest about his need 
and then is met with a father who is compassionate and forgiving and loving. There is a lovely rabbinic story about a king who had a son who had gone astray from his father on a journey of a hundred miles. His friends said to him, return to your father. He said, I cannot. Then his father sent word, return as far as you can, and I will come the rest of the way to you. So God says, return to me, and I will return to you. In our hunger and our hurt, if we can be honest, if we can come to God and say, Abba, Father, I'm lost. I'm sorry. Forgive me. We will be met by lavish love. For after all, this is not the story of the prodigal son or the prodigal sons. This is the story of the prodigal father, a parent who spends forgiveness and love recklessly, generously, lavishly, extravagantly, a prodigal God who goes to the cross for love of us, who spends it all, who spends it all, love and life for us. So beloved, my lost and my hungry brothers and sisters, return home. God will meet you on the way and wrap his arms around you and then throw a party. Beloved, come home. 